It's time for another episode of Squaring Up the Sharp. We are back. My name is Max Carroll. I'm joined here by my co-host, Austin Weinrich. It has been a long time, Austin. How are you doing? Well, in the immortal words of ACDC, I'm back in black because I'm fat. Quarantine has kicked my ass. (laughs) You look pretty good. I mean, for, you know... You hear some horror stories about quarantine, and uh, I think everybody's done pretty well for the most part, as as, as far as our f- group of friends goes. Yeah, uh, sanity's definitely been a question for these last. What are we on month six now? Uh, yeah, starting month, <laughs> starting the uh, sixth month. So it uh, it has been a long time since we've been here, and you know we're excited to be back. Uh, took a you know we we had to take a you know we pretty much forced mm-hmm. into a six month <laughs> hiatus. Uh, because of you were just, activated yeah just not not just how things were going <laughs> in the world but also and we couldn't get together but also because of our our respective jobs uh you you were pretty much i've been working six days a week for six straight months yeah so it, it was very difficult for us to get uh to, for us to find time to get together but now that things have kind of slowed down a little bit and uh some of the uh the worry has kind of gone away I think that uh, we're we're at a point now where we can get back on track. And let's be honest, football's back. Football's back, so that has a lot to do with it. I mean, we're excited. Sports have been back for a couple months now, but uh, nothing... Uh, to be honest, the seasons just feel weird to me. It's hard for me to get into these shortened seasons or yeah. shutdown seasons. Yeah, I mean, each sport kind of has their own way of doing it right now. Uh, you see NBA had the play-in games or the seeding games, they called them. And now uh, Major League Baseball is doing the 60 games, but the top two in each division make the playoffs. I still don't really – I yeah, haven't yeah, even I looked into yeah. how that's going to look when, when the playoffs start. Um, I guess you're going to have two teams with a bye. I, I, I'm not sure. but uh, And then you have uh, the NHL, which to me has kind of been like the most like – normalized almost yeah i mean it doesn't feel any different watching these games but it also helps uh, that you have a team in it yeah yeah i mean uh, you know an islanders fan as an islanders fan i they got they got beat up the other day but um you know it it makes a little bit more exciting a lot of rule changes in baseball so it's kind of you know seven (laughs) inning games uh yeah the double headers are seven innings start a runner on second base you know in extra innings there's a lot of stuff changing that uh it's kind of hard to to get into it but uh like you said football's here and we're ready to go so uh kind of you know we're with how things have gone you know we're we're on our own now we're doing our own thing you know we we're gonna start off fresh and uh we have a couple couple of things some nuances that, that we're gonna you know bring into our, our podcast here as far as how creative we get and you know we want to have more guests things like that to, to keep things fresh and get some new perspectives on here uh, how we go about our our daily or our weekly you know picks and things like that we're gonna we're gonna change things up a little bit so yeah we're just not always gonna be talking about sports we're gonna talk about some other things going on in the world. Yeah, and if, I mean, if anything, you know, how Big things have happens, gone the last yeah. few months, I mean, it's taught us, you know, we got to kind of touch on everything. Everything affects everything else, you know. You look at sports now and the politics involved and, and how coronavirus has affected it. Uh, you know, sports used to be like a like a safe haven for, for you know, for you to Escapism. escape. Yeah, escape from reality. And now you're looking at... Uh, 
everything's intertwined and it can be frustrating at times but it is the way it is so we're going to embrace it and uh we're going to move on and and talk about a lot of different things not just you know what we were used to doing in the past so uh with that uh you know like we said we're going to do some we're still going to be focused around betting and uh and sports news but we're going to incorporate some other things and uh we're going to have some more people on we've got a nice setup here with uh uh, a new a new soundboard that we're using for what the only only like the third time yeah uh, we got it and then coronavirus yeah happened. basically that's what <laughs> so, happened it shipped like two weeks before coronavirus broke out yeah so uh, you know we're gonna have some fun with it and and kind of have a more you know professional feel to the podcast so uh, it's gonna be a good time uh, but you want to I know you mentioned you know you've been working six days a week uh, you said the other day you know getting ready for uh, for a second you know your your company's getting ready for a second wave yeah it sounds like most people are predicting a second wave's coming so uh we have that to look forward to yeah what are they doing they're just stockpiling is that what's happening yeah basically i work in a grocery store and uh they're just ordering extra products and shipping them into stores in case you know the supply chain gets messed up like it did last time so we don't need seniors sprinting for uh toilet paper (laughs) at 6 a.m in the morning yeah i mean uh you guys kind of had an interesting thing with your senior hours which i don't know if it started with you guys but i didn't really see anybody else doing anything like that yeah it definitely uh started early and let me tell you that first day of senior hours 250 seniors (laughs) that must have been uh (laughs) Did everybody kind of take a break at that time and just watch what was going on? Yeah, you just, you just have to look at it and stare and say, what the hell? Is, you actually thought the world was ending. Yeah. It was crazy. I mean, I saw a lot. I, in the beginning, at least, I was staying away from, you know, three stores. I, like you mentioned, I was activated. So I've still, I'm still working out. Uh, you know, the Long Island response has run out of the Air, the Air National Guard base here on Long Island, which... I'm a, I'm a big part of out there, so we've been doing that. But, you know, in the beginning, because of my work out there and other stuff, I was staying away from people, you know, making sure I didn't, you know, as they say, put yourself in the red for any reason. And, uh, you know, surfing through uh, the web to, you know, <laughs> date myself, uh, but uh, surfing through the web, all I saw was, you know, fights at grocery stores <laughs> and people killing each other over toilet paper. And it was... Uh, you know, it's not happening so much now, but we've come a long way in the last six months. All I know is I, I got a COVID test because, you know, just to be safe, precautionary. And let me tell you, they cleared out some boogers from like 1995. <laughs> I, I could finally breathe through my nose. It was very odd. They really get into your uh, <laughs> your personal space. Though. Yes. Yeah. I got the antibody test done. Uh, I did not have the antibodies. Uh, but if, you know... Who knows how accurate things are? Yeah, it seems uh, it know. depends on the antibody test. Yeah, yeah. It, it depends on a lot of factors, and uh, you know, it, it's kind of crazy that this is where we are now, <laughs> where uh, you well, know, school school starts this week, and yeah, all the they're getting uh, what are you doing? Thermometer checks at the door. Yeah, I was actually driving to work this morning. I left at about uh, I don't know around seven thirty to go to work, and. Uh, on my way, I passed by an elementary school, and the amount of traffic was insane because it looks like people just don't want their kids taking the bus, so all the parents have to drop the kids off, and it was just backed up, 
you know, at least half a mile down the road. I uh, mean, I know we've heard some horror stories about uh, some colleges. There's some bad breakouts. Yeah, I, and you got to give them kudos for for trying putting these, you know, implementing these procedures to try to keep the kids safe. Uh, because you do have a, a kind of a. Uh, uh, you're you're learning, you know. It's, it helps it's more to be socializing. In you know, yes. you need to. You, there is some degree of of uh, benefit to learning in the classroom and in person. So I, I understand that, but uh, it's gonna. You know, I, I've heard. You know, from from what people are saying, you know, they're giving it like two weeks, and then uh, schools are going to be closing again. So I, who knows? But uh, I know University of North Carolina. Had a big outbreak. SUNY Oneonta, if you follow that story, it was, it went from seven cases to 30 to 120 to over 400. And they had to lock down all the students in the campus. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy right now. And, you know, even uh, SUNY Stony Brook right here, um, you know, that's, that's where one of our testing sites is. We actually took over the football field and... <laughs> uh, they, I think they had one case and they already called it. They, oh, really? I, 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 I believe so. I, <laughs> I could be wrong on that, but that's um, what I saw the other day. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, you got, and again, I mean, with, with sports happening, you, you know, the NBA has done a pretty good job of keeping the number. The NBA they've had anything, really. No, they've had done a great job. The bowl has been a great idea. The NHL as well. You have to give them credit. Yeah. Baseball, who has not been in a bubble, <laughs> they've had their issues. Uh, the Cardinals, I think, are still, you know, they played 15 less games than some other mm-hmm. teams because they had to take, you know, 20 days off or whatever it was. And the commissioner basically said, there's no more days. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, <laughs> there's the no Mets, more time. <laughs> it's crazy. The Mets had a, had a little incident. They, they didn't play for three days. Then the, they played nine games in the next six days. They had three double headers. Yeah, there's just no more time. They they've, got, they've got guys pitching that I've never heard of before that probably would never touch the major leagues for like two or three more years. They've got guys coming up because they're you running out see, of bodies. You got to see some of these pitching staffs, teams are throwing out there. I know the Red Sox is a joke. Yeah. And the Mariners is a joke. The Mets. It's like, oh, you just you basically just need to shoot for 500 <laughs> and you have a shot to, to get in the playoffs this year because... There's so many teams that just are decimated right now. Look at the Yankees. The Yankees started off, and and people were like, "Oh, they're never going to lose another game." Well, they started off like nineteen and nine or something. Yeah, and now they're 500. Like barely five hundred because yeah. they, you know, they're just Injuries decimated. And, and the Blue Jays are coming out of nowhere now. They're, the Yankees, if the season ended today, the Yankees wouldn't make the playoffs. So uh, you never really saw that coming. But that's, you know, that's the uh, the issue with trying to play in this environment. I don't even think anybody on the Yankees got coronavirus. No, I think they're just I hurt. So, you know, you would think, you know, for 60 games, you would be able to keep people healthy <laughs> for the most part. But that's not it's proving not to be the case. So uh, everything is just out of whack right now. We'll see what happens. You know, the, the NFL season starts tomorrow, which I'm really freaking pumped about. I mean, I'm really excited. I'm also very nervous about what's going to happen because they did not go the bubble route. No, they didn't, and they're actually allowing fans in the stadiums. Yes, a couple teams are. So I, mean, I think yeah. most smart teams aren't. <laughs> I think the Baltimore Ravens, they've come out with a percentage that they're comfortable with. Um, as far as I know, it's Dallas, the two Florida teams, well, the three Florida teams. Which is, you know, yeah. 
you know expected that's, <laughs> that's par for the par for florida's course right now but uh yeah it'll be interesting to see uh how all this plays out um you know you got people touching each other on every play so you have to think if one oh the big thing the know, nfl announced was no jersey swaps yeah i saw but, that but yeah, don't worry okay. they sold the rights to tide so that you can <laughs> ship your jersey to them after you, they, it gets washed with Tide. Yeah. Yeah, because it's going to help a lot. You know, They're the just going to make up that uh, fan revenue somehow. You can tackle each <laughs> other for 60 minutes, but no jersey exchanges, which, you know, I guess limits the after, you know, uh, after yeah. game stuff. But still, I mean, at that at, point, yeah. you might as well make out with each other on the field. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the way I see it. So, yeah. Um, you know. Anything to make a dollar for Roger Goodell? Yeah. Uh, I think the, you know, it, I don't really know how else to say it except, <laughs> you know, we're going to have to wait and see. Um, you know, the, the three other major sports right now, they're making it work. And if, you know, you would think the NFL is the, uh, the standard for uh, the sports leagues, that they would have something in place to where... I mean, uh, they're going to keep everybody safe. The issue is, it's not that Corona is just impacting this season. It's going to impact the salary caps down the road for all these sports. I mean, baseball doesn't have a salary cap, but you can't tell me baseball owners aren't already penny pinching and thinking about saving money any way possible. Yeah, it's kind of funny because, you know, the, you know, going back to my fandom here and, and the New York Mets. They did. They finally they get nixed, sold. <laughs> they nixed the sale to Steve Cohen, and now they've come out and said that they resold they're, it. They're basically uh, finalizing it, and it's like, yeah, yeah, because the Wilpons are probably like sitting there saying, "Oh, we should have just sold before this season because now they're losing yeah. money, and you know they should have, which it should have never been nixed in the first place. I I don't even know what the exact reason was, but. Um, I don't know. He was even giving them like five more years of still in yeah, control. Yeah, he agreed to uh, you know have a phased approach to to the buy, and they were still not okay with that. So, uh, you know, like you said, I think you're going to see some teams have some trouble down the road. Uh, they're still making, you know, they're still making money, I, but I don't know. It's just insane I, that all these owners think they're entitled to make millions every year. Yeah. Like you can't have one bad year and survive. Yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah. I, I mean, after, you know, after a couple of years of making money, they should be able to sustain. Uh, and some of these guys have been owners for a very long time. So uh, I see your point. And, uh, you know, the NFL, you would think that they're, they would be at the, uh, at the lead here in terms of uh, having procedures in place to, to keep their players safe. And we'll see what happens. We'll, you know, it starts tomorrow. So we'll see. I mean, in camp, they all did pretty well, but now the camp's broken. It's going to be, you got all the travel to different cities. Yeah. People are just home now. Yeah. Uh, you know, there is no bubble. So you can't, uh, you know, the NBA just recently after the, after the first round, they allowed families to come in to the yeah. bubble. Yes, they did. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure. I haven't heard any negative effects about that. So, you know, it would have been interesting. I, I don't, it, it's, it's a little bit easier with the NBA because you're on a court. There's no 
degradation to the court, you know, in the NFL to put, to have a game <laughs> right after a game on a field, you know, it, it would be tough unless you're playing on pretty much AstroTurf. You know, there needs to, you can't play on natural grass and have that. So it's a little tougher for the NFL, but you I would mean, think my, that they would have been able to figure something out. My suggestion would have been like you bubble the NFC East all together. Like you could yeah. find two fields and you still play once a week. And then you play each team twice, and then whoever has the best record. Yeah, yeah. And that's how they're you not, they're not going to give it. up yeah. games, know. you know. Um, yeah, I mean, it, they could have done that to where, you know, I, they separate them as best they could, or they did like, you know, they're going to put everybody on the West Coast or everybody on the East Coast and just play in those regions. So it limits the travel. But, you know, hey, they've... You know, it is what uh, it is now. So there's let's just kick off and hope yeah. nothing happens. There's people a lot smarter than <laughs> me and you. You you like to think making I would these. Hope so. uh, you would hope so making these decisions. So although some uh, of these NFL decisions, you wonder. Yeah, no, a lot of them you do, <laughs> but and you wonder where they come from. But you know, they're making the big bucks. So we're gonna we're gonna jump into uh, you know we're, we have basically how we have it set up is we're gonna do our division winners. We're going and and our justifications, and we're going to do um, some over unders. Uh, we're not going to do every team. We're going to stick to kind of the high profile teams and and uh, some some teams that made some splashes in the off season. I guess you'd call them the sexy teams. Yeah, the sexy teams, and then we're going to um, talk a little bit about our uh, fantasy pick. So we're going to, we're going to, that's one of the new things we're going to do. We're going to talk a little bit about some daily fantasy and our picks, uh, kind of a fresh week to week thing of, of uh, who we like, who our sleepers are, who we don't like, things like that. Hey, um, if it becomes popular, maybe we even can get DraftKings to do a contest for us. Yeah. I mean, we've done one with just our friends, with our friends, and uh, we have a little trophy that we pass around every year, get it engraved with the uh, the winner's name. So so we are, you know, pretty in tune with the uh, Daily Fantasy. Uh, we just didn't really talk about it that much in the past. So we're going to start to, to do that and have that, have a little segment uh, about that. So let's let's uh, let's get started. Let's, let's get go. into the division winners. Let's start with the NFC East. Who do you have for the NFC East? I have the division winner as the Dallas Cowboys. I hate saying it. Uh, it hurts me as well, but uh, I think uh, we're both on the... I have the Dallas Cowboys as well. We're both on the same page, but why do you like them? Uh, I, I like their offense, to be honest with you. Uh, Mike McCarthy, I think Dak threw for almost 5,000. I think he just missed 5,000 last yeah, he year. he was at 49. Something. Yeah. And just they added that weapon. Uh, who was the rookie wide receiver they drafted? C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb, seventeenth win. You didn't expect the Cowboys to go wide receiver at all. Yeah, I, that was a surprise to me. Uh, they, to, in my mind, they had some other needs. You know, they lost Byron Jones. Uh, I think they just went for. Uh, I don't think that anybody thought C.D. Lamb was going to drop that far. Mm, well, the Eagles were hoping so. Well, they so they. <laughs> CeeDee Lamb wasn't even the first wide receiver taken. No. So I, I think that was the surprise because a lot of people had him as the best wide receiver in the draft. Um, but the Dallas Cowboys to win the division are minus 121. 
Uh, and we'll just run through this now. You have Dallas at minus 121. Eagle, and these are off of D- DraftKings Sportsbook. Everything that we're doing is off of the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, it's very easy to maneuver compared to some of the other uh, sites. So that's what we're going off of. Yeah, it's a great setup. And uh, to be honest, we're talking about you know COVID-related things. You would think that most states are going to look for another revenue source. So... I would expect to start seeing gambling websites like DraftKings, FanDuel, yep. any other local ones that uh, maybe Caesars or something. Yeah, I think uh, at least in New York, they just, I think it was today actually, they're they're opening the casino. Yeah, they just opened so, our casinos at 25%. So. Yeah, so and that's, you know, basically not not even, not more than a couple weeks after opening up the gyms. So I think <laughs> that there was an expedited hey, let's get the uh, casinos up and running to get some revenue for the state. Um, so, you know, and I, I did, you know, a little little go off on a tangent here. I did go to Mohegan Sun uh, last week, and it, uh, it it's just not the same. Uh, you know, that, that goes without saying, I think, but there's, in my, in my mind, it was, uh, you know, you have three people, you can only have three people at a table, you can I tell that, that you can tell yeah you. and you can tell that they're trying to make their money because the minimums were high and i was there for a few was hours it six to five payout on a uh, blackjack i didn't even get a chance <laughs> to sit down at a table because i could not find a seat and i think i played craps for about 20 minutes and that mm. was it and i was it you know we were there for a couple hours couldn't couldn't find anything so uh you know as far as good going to a casino a lot of people i think if this becomes a thing they're you know it's so it's so simple it's so obvious to us yeah i, I don't see how it can you know? become a thing you don't have to go anywhere you can sit you can sit there on a sunday place your bets watch the games and uh even if you have to pay like a transaction fee like a state tax yeah, or whatever uh, which people are already doing yeah. anyway for for regular you know betting sites they're already paying those fees so nobody's gonna have a problem uh, doing that, and uh, it's just a matter of time. It's probably gonna be expedited, like you said. But uh, uh, back to the NFC East here: Dallas is minus one twenty-one, the Eagles plus one fifty, Giants plus eleven hundred, and the Washington Football Team plus thirteen hundred. Yes, yeah, so that is a big thing. <laughs> I think we're gonna have to institute a punishment for uh, when you screw them up. There's gonna be three yeah. teams. <laughs> There's gonna- there, there are three teams that we're gonna have to issue punishments for. Yeah. The Chargers, because uh, they're Los Angeles Chargers, and the yeah. Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders and uh, the Washington football team. Yes. If you screw up, we're, <laughs> we'll come up with something where if one of us, you know, uh, you know, slips and, and calls them by the, their old name, then we'll, uh, we'll have to have some sort of punishment for that. Um, but that's your NFC. Those are your NFC East odds for winning the division. Uh, you know, I'm not sure where... The Eagles kind of come into play here. I think the da- I think Dallas is a is a. I think Dallas is a better team, and to be honest, I can't bet on the Eagles until I see a full season under Carson Wentz. Yeah, and now you don't have Nick Foles there to back him up and and bail him out. So, uh, I think it's Dallas's division to lose. Their offense is good. I mean, they've they've even on defense they added Everson Griffin they added Don Terry Poe and Gerald McCoy Alden Smith they're returning you know obviously they have uh, Lawrence coming back their D-line is going to be very good their linebacking core is already solid 
The secondary is going to be the question. Like we mentioned, they lost Byron Jones, uh, who was one of the best, if not the best corner on the free agent market. Uh, they lost him. So, But if, if they can get to the quarterback, it'll cover a lot of those weaknesses. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I think they're going to underachieve a little bit. A lot of people are real high on the Cowboys, but their over-under is nine and a half wins. And I actually think they're going to go under. I think they're going to go nine and seven. Really? Because the NFC East plays the AFC West and the NFC West this season. The NFC West is going to be tough. The AFC Probably West. Probably the two best divisions. I think the AFC West. Eh, maybe not the AFC West. I mean, obviously, you know, the Chiefs will beat every team yeah. in the <laughs> NFC East. So I'm not, you know, that's an automatic loss right there. If the Dallas Cowboys win nine games, that's a, that's a disappointment. They need they need to win at least ten games, otherwise you might hear all right. Well, was Jason Garrett really that bad, or is it uh, you know Jerry Jones you know getting his hands in the uh, in the pot too much or or whatever it is? But uh, like you mentioned, Mike McCarthy coming in as a as a bona fide you know. I mean, the big uh, concern for me is Dak never got his contract extension. Yeah, a lot of people have him as uh, winning MVP this year. Which I don't, I don't really see. I don't uh, see it. But you know, in order to do that, Dallas is Dallas is going to have to have an off the charts type year. They can't. They're over under being nine and a half. Uh, they're, they, if Dak is going to win MVP, they would have to win probably twelve games. Because you're you're talking about Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson and Pat Mahomes, who are going to have. Yeah. You know, I don't see it, and we'll get to it, but I don't see why they're going to have an off year. You know, I mean, I think it'll be close. I think obviously the Cowboys are probably going to go five and one, just playing the NFC East alone. Yeah, they could, they could do that. I think uh, they'll definitely beat the Red. I heard, there you go. I, I already did it <laughs> before the punishment was decided, so I, I owe you one. Um, but uh, you know, the Giants are an interesting team. Can they take a game? Maybe. I don't know. But the I think the Eagles are going to be that one team that could split with them. Yeah, I so see I the Eagles split. I agree. Five five and one would be uh, about where I'd see them in the division. Four and two at the at the worst. Uh, so that's already four wins right there. So, But we saw them last year. They played terrible against teams yeah. that were over 500, you know? Well, that's my big concern is playing that NFC West. There's a chance they could go 0 and 4. Yeah. NFC West, and and you said the AFC West. I do have written down here that the Dallas Cowboys have the third weakest strength of schedule. Well, I think that's because they play the football team from Washington (laughs) and the Giants, which helps a lot. (laughs) The winning percentage for teams that they play this year was like .46 or something like that, uh, which is good for third best. Um, All right, let's jump to the AFC East now. Uh, I think that we were both in agreement on this as well. We both have the Buffalo Bills. That is correct, sir. They're at plus 120 to win the division. Uh, and the big reason for me being Tom Brady's gone. Yes, that, that is. They already won the offseason by Tom Brady leaving. Yes. And, um, you know, they added Stefan Diggs. They drafted a dynamic running back. So their offense is kind of shaping up to be something that, you know, we we might not we have not seen from a Buffalo team in a long time. Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen, who's you know a run pass threat. Uh, you could ar- you could argue he's he could be the the second best rushing quarterback in the league. Um, behind to be honest, Lamar Jackson, I'd probably agree with you. So, you know, you have that. You have 
Singletary and Moss at the running back position. You have an you know Dawson Knox is a tight end who's pretty solid. Uh, their O line is good. The big thing though for me is their defense though. Their defense is pretty amazing. It might be one of the best defenses, top to bottom. They locked up Tre'Davious White. Yes, they did. Contract, and he was talking about opting out possibly, but. What they get him five years? Was it four years or five years? I don't remember the exact details to be honest, but he's a top tier cornerback. Their issue is going to come down to their pass rush. They did draft Epinesa, the rookie from Iowa. He actually fell third round, I think. He went. He fell way down. He was. He was like a top fifteen pick. Yeah, in a lot people of drafts. Were projecting him first round. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he's going to step in and probably make an impact right away. Uh, you, they need Ed Oliver to step up big this season. Yeah, he he's going to be a big part of it. Uh, Tredavious White, like we said, he signed that big contract, and then I don't know if you saw, but the Rams just gave Jalen Ramsey an even bigger, an even bigger one. So I think his uh, was five years. Five years, 105, 105. Was, the, was the final number, I think it was. So he can thank Tredavious White for that. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, I think the Bills, I mean, you look at the Patriots with Cam Newton and Bill Belichick, you never want to rule them out. I mean, the Bills are plus 120, the Patriots are plus 130. So DraftKings Sportsbook still believes that the, the Patriots are going to be right there. And... You know, do I think that Cam Newton can be better than he's been with Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels? I do, but you got to look at the eight opt-outs on defense alone for the Patriots. Have you looked at some of their skill players? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's Edelman, Sony Michelle, Nikhil Harry. Yeah, it's and he was kind of a you know they cut Sanu borderline bust. Think about how bad Sanu had to be to get cut. Yeah. Uh, I think that this plus 130 with, you know, pretty much in line with the Bills is just looking at, all right, Bill Belichick is still there, has a serviceable quarterback. Uh, They might be able to do something. You look at the other two teams, the Dolphins made some big improvements in the offseason, and the Jets, I don't know what they're, I don't know what's going on with the Jets. Their offensive line is still terrible on paper. They... Trade Jamal Adams, which you can argue is actually a good trade. They got two first I, I round like picks. I like the trade. It's just this would be the year you'd want to go for it since yeah, the yeah. Patriots are down. I I still think the Dolphins are going to be bad this year, and as good as the Bills are, and they're still beatable. The Bills are still beatable. The Jets they they, they play the Jets week one, uh, and it, you talk about skill position players. I mean. The Jets, they obviously have Sam Darnold at quarterback. The Jets have to make a decision about his option at the end of this season. And he's throwing to Jamison Crowder, Brashad Perryman, and Chris Hogan. Those are his, his three. Dream. Those are his top three wide receivers. You have a, you have a, a, a potentially up-and-coming tight end in Chris Herndon. Le'Veon Bell in the backfield. All I know is if you haven't done a fantasy football draft yet, the Buffalo Bills defense just because you get six games against yeah. the Dolphins' offense, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Patriots' offense, and the Jets' offense. That is bad, some of these skilled players. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that's kind of why you have to you, you have to lean Bills. The, the AFC East, you know, now that Brady's gone, is one of the weaker divisions. Uh, with the Dolphins and the Jets, you know, yet C.J. Mosley opt out of the season. That's going to be huge for the Jets. That's so why now, I 
can't pick the Jets. Yeah, so you have basically, you know, your middle linebacker and your starting your, two your star players. safety in the middle of the field that are not going to be there. Uh, and the Jets secondary already had a bunch of no names. You know, I, I, I just don't, you know, the Jets, I think their over-under is like seven. I have six and a half. Six there. and a half? I don't know how uh, you can take the Jets to win seven games. Do you have them winning seven games? I have them going under, but it's going to come down to probably week 17. I think they either go seven and nine or six yeah. and ten. You think they'll be like six and nine? Uh, going into the, the final, yeah. Yeah, okay. I could, yeah, I could see that. I think, uh, you know, Vegas is usually pretty good with the over-unders. So, uh, you know, the, the Jets are going to be – it's unfortunate, and I f- kind of feel for the Jets fans, as, as hard as that is for me to say, because this was the year that they were looking at and saying, we have a bunch of cap space. We already have Le'Veon Bell coming back, who can't get along with the head coach. I think it's more the head coach just hates him. I don't know why he hates him so much. Because he didn't. Because <laughs> he wasn't there when they signed him. Like who cares? <laughs> he he took a year off, and you barely you know gave the him the ball. Uh, For yeah, the Jets? Frank Gore. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna get Frank, yeah. Frank Gore is gonna have a resurgence in New York. He's gonna have, you know. And by the way, I looked at his numbers. He's got. He's, I know he's a. Comp, he's you know he's labeled as a compiler, but he's had nine thousand yard seasons. Like he's, he, he's disgusting. No, <laughs> no, no, I, I know. No. He stayed around too long. He's thirty seven years old. His son Is plays for in Southern Missouri. Yeah. Uh, Southern Missouri, Mississippi. One of those. And, USM, and his I son think. just played. You know, he's the starting running back as a true freshman. I, I think, think he's fr- five six or I, something. He is. He's so small. Frank Gore is trying to do his best to be in the NFL. And he's trying to LeBron for his, James and, and to son, for his son to get a shot to play, and they can do like a Ken Griffey, Ken Griffey Jr. type thing, or LeBron. LeBron they can have back back to back carries. Yeah, be, <laughs> uh, you know. I, I don't think that's ever happened in the NFL. Has a son ever? Has a son ever played with his dad in the NFL? I would assume no. I don't. But I don't know. I don't think that that's ever happened. I, I, we'd have to look that up. But if that if that has happened in the past, then that's very impressive because that means that that's either, longevity you know, and a half. But you look at Frank Gore. He he had his son obviously very young. You know when he was what twenty? It has to be if he's thirty seven and his son he's yeah, tw- probably, either nineteen or twenty. That's what you're looking at. So that's young, but. You know, I we were kind of joking around. You know, Frank. I, I joked around. I was like, "Oh, Frank Gore. You know, Week One is a great play." No, I'm, I'm kidding. But you know, he's going to vulture a handful of touchdowns from Le'Veon Bell. He's going to vulture so many carries, even though yeah. Le'Veon Bell is clearly the better player. Because Adam Gase is just going to try to prove a point and say, "Well, we could do it without this guy." Yeah, but you haven't done anything. I, I don't know why the Jets didn't go after Adrian Peterson. Give me Adrian Peterson any day. Yeah, Adrian Peterson is. Uh, he actually had a solid season for. I think he just Washington. missed a thousand yards. I think he had like nine hundred something. Frank Gore was was still. I mean, Frank Gore still ran for seven some seven hundred something yards. All I know is I watched Frank Gore get tackled on the one yard line like yeah. six times <laughs> for the Bills last year. Yeah, he's uh, he you know he's a tough watch, but you know you got to. I guess you got to give him a little bit of respect. Uh, you don't, but. <laughs> Let's go to the AFC North here. Uh, this one was uh, pretty straightforward to me. You have the Ravens at minus 225. Uh, they were my pick. I don't know how you can not pick them. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they're actually going to regress a little bit this year. I don't see them going 14-2. Yeah, and two. yeah it's, it's going to be tough to repeat that. But 
they're you know head and shoulders you know the Steelers they have Ben Roethlisberger coming back uh, but they haven't had a running game in years I know James Conner was high on everybody's list for no, fantasy no no he you know if you look at his actual numbers he doesn't have a high yards per carry uh, he's he's a volume guy. Like he has to get thirty carries in order to to. He know, definitely takes his, over in the worth. second half of games, but yeah. And I think um, I think the Steelers are are gonna. You know their defense is very good. I just think that they're they're gonna have a, they're gonna have a problem with the Ravens and the Cleveland Browns are the Cleveland Browns uh, until they actually win. You know, would they go seven, eight, and one last year, or yes. you know, whatever they did? Uh, until they actually have a winning season, I'm going to pick the under on them every time. What's the under on them this year? Eight, eight and a half, eight and a half. Yeah, give me the under on that. They feel like an eight and eight team to me. I think they're another team that just At misses best. it. Because the bonus is you don't have uh, what's the old head coach's name? Freddie Kitchens. Yes. Who, who's the head coach now? Uh, Kevin Stefan. Stefan. Stefanski? Yeah. Okay. So He was the Vikings. Yeah, that's right. Offensive coordinator, yeah. So the, the Browns, I mean... But maybe, you don't have, uh, as I was, Kitchens taking away the ball from Chubb. Because, let's be honest, Nick Chubb, I would probably bet him to win the rushing total this year. Yeah, I mean, Chubb is... He's, you know, you have Chubb and Cream Hunt, and they just gave Cream Hunt a contract extension. I think what was it was it two years or yeah, it was, uh, it was, it it was, was a small, crazy. yeah, it wasn't it? But you know, clearly they, they like their backfield. Yes, and that and it's great. You have two backs, uh, but there were so many times last year that were that it was just like, you know, Nick Chubb he would have you know twelve carries. I mean, when for they eighty something yards, and it's like it's you can obviously run the football. And then you'd have Baker Mayfield drop back three times in a row in a close game, and they'd go three and out, or he'd throw a pick. He just had an awful season last year. Yeah, to be honest, the Browns definitely improved their old line. Uh, they signed Jack Conklin, yeah, and that, yes. they drafted, I think, another tackle, didn't they? Um, I don't remember off the top of my head, but Jack Conklin was the big... The big free he was agent. the big free agent guy, and he didn't even. And that's as a Giants fan, the money they gave, uh, whatever the hell his name is, Al Leonard Williams. No, the uh, the left tackle that they cut, the Solder. He didn't Solder. Cut. Uh, no, whatever, no, he whatever. opted whatever. out. He opted out. Nate Solder. All right, they gave the Giants gave him a bunch of money. Jack Conklin actually signed for less. He's not even like a top. He's not even one of the top seven or eight paid tackles. So he didn't break the market. Yeah. Well, the Giants should have drafted Jack Conklin, but uh, they got jumped by Tennessee back in the day. What draft was that? Uh, that had to have been four years ago. Cause yeah, I, cause probably he, four. Cause five, no, f- yeah, five years ago now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, the Browns are, to me, until they get their, you know, nine-win season... Uh, I'm gonna eight, eight and a half is too many to yeah. me. I know that they have the weapons still. They have OBJ. They signed um, Austin Hooper, right? Yes, they did. So now they have Austin Hooper and Njoku and OBJ and Jarvis Landry and Baker Mayfield. They've got the names. 
that's my issue is can a rookie head coach manage all these personalities? Because we know Odell, if he doesn't catch the ball early and get involved in the game, he can throw some hissy fits. Yeah, and then, you know, I mean, you brought the stuff up with that weird stuff going on with the, uh, the his girlfriend. <laughs> you know, not to get into too much detail about it, but he likes a certain thing on his chest. Yeah. And, uh... I mean, if he paid me, I'd think about it. <laughs> uh, there's just always something with this guy. <laughs> and, you know, he's he's marrying the, the kicking net. He has the interview mm-hmm. with Little Wayne. Now... He likes women that, you know, go to the bathroom on his chest. <laughs> it's just very, it's, it's all weird stuff. And as a rookie coach, I mean, I don't even know what you would do. I don't know what you I would do. You just sit there and you're like, really? <laughs> this is what I have to deal with today? Because you know some of his teammates are definitely going to make fun of him. Uh, yeah, I would. <laughs> I mean, some of those defensive players are definitely going to leave some things in his locker. Oh, yeah. And it's not even like... You know he's he's uh, he's he's a veteran. He's been around for five six years now, but you're still gonna get it. Yeah. You know you're still gonna get it. So the uh, yeah, the Browns just no good in my mind. And the Bengals. I mean they'll be an interesting team to watch because of Joe Burrow, but they're not gonna do anything. I just this think year. that old line is scary. It is so bad. It is bad. I mean they talk about the uh, Jets Jonathan O-line. Williams, I mean, who was their first round draft pick two years ago. Okay. To play tackle, but still. Yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah, it's not going to do much. For I mean, that. their over under was five and a half, and I have them going under. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that they're they're going to be they're a better five, team. They're a five win team. I think they're a five win team. Um, yeah. So you want to move on to the what do we got here? We have the AFC, AFC South. AFC South. Yes, this is always the division where it's like everyone hates their life watching every, this division. Everyone tries not to win the division for some reason. There's going to be three teams that go nine and seven. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Colts, the Titans, and the Texans. Yep. <laughs> it's not going to be the Jaguars. It's not going to be the Jaguars. Um, you know what? I actually like the Titans uh, in this division. I think that's kind of, you know, the Colts are actually the favorite at plus 125. I don't know how, you know, the way the Titans play football, I know they lost Conklin, right? But let me just, see. I have, uh, I have their... Let's see. They they did bring in Clowney to help with the pass rush. They were I think they were fifteenth uh, in sacks last year, so he he yes, should he be ch- able to help a little bit. Even just pressures. Yeah, and uh, you know if he can stay healthy, that is. Uh, to me, it's the rest of the division. I mean, Indi- Indianapolis. You're looking at you know uh, uh, Philip Rivers. It's basically can Philip Rivers manage the game because they're just going to rely on that O line and run game. Yeah, because they drafted just, Taylor to complement Mac, and to be honest, Taylor's going to take over at some point and become the starter there. And then Houston, you got Bill O'Brien just making these crazy trades. He's like if you or I were to play Madden, we would just <laughs> yeah. make these insane trades to each other. Yeah, um, you know that, and that's what I have down. I have. Uh, let's see here. I have uh, Indiana Indianapolis with you know Philip Rivers being. I think he's going to be more of a liability. Maybe not the first week against Jacksonville. Um, Jacksonville has no defense. Oh my God, Jacksonville's they, a joke. They cut Fournette. You know they have some solid wide receivers, but Minshew, you know, unproven. I know he had some you know magic last year, but he's not going to do anything. 
you know, he might not hurt you, but he's not going to help you. And then Houston, you know, they trade DeAndre Hopkins. They have David Johnson, who who knows what he has left. Deshaun Watson is probably pissed off. And they're relying on Will Fuller to make it through a season who I don't think has played more than eight games in a season. No, yeah, Will Fuller is now your number one wide receiver. And, and they bring in Randall Cobb. They're just trying to bring in all the injury-prone wide yeah. receivers. And throw into that mix the fact that Bill O'Brien cannot manage a game. And uh, it's not like their old line has improved that much. I think uh, Watson took 80 sacks or something, or 80 hits, something insane like that last yeah, season. Yeah, and and part of that is his own doing. Um, you know, just the quarterback that he is, he... He can move around the pocket. He he takes he can make things happen. You know, he made some crazy plays last year, getting brought down, he flipping it with his left hand or shovel, you know, whatever he was doing. Yeah, but it's just how can you have a faith in any team that the last time we saw them they gave up fifty one straight points to the Chiefs? In three quarters, I think. Yeah. Like Yeah, you can't you can't really you can't really look at them and and feel good about them. You know, if you're if you're taking them to win the division, it's because you believe that all the other teams are awful, and that's just not the case. I think, you know, the Titans have proven that they can win the way that they play, which is just give Derrick Henry the ball. Yeah, I just it's I don't expect the Titans to run away with this division. I'm feeling like a nine and seven. I'm feeling nine and seven for them. Indy is probably going to be. Nine and seven, eight and eight, and I think the Texans are going to be somewhere between seven and nine, eight and eight. I think it's going to come down to you know you said the Jets. Are, it's going to come down to the final week of whether they go over or under. This division is going to come. It always comes down to week seventeen. <laughs> uh, I like how the NFL does. They started doing this a few years ago, where they have the division games at the end of the year. I think that this is one of those divisions that it's going to. It, it's going to be exciting the end of the season because you always have, you know, Tennessee playing Indianapolis the last game of the year or Tennessee playing Houston the last game of the year for the division. Uh, and that's what it's all about. So uh, Colts plus 125, Titans plus 150, who we both like. The Texans at plus 350. And then Jaguars all the way down at plus 2,500. They're not even on anybody's radar uh, and with good reason. So uh, that's the AFC South. So halfway done here. Let's continue to the NFC North. We're not going in any particular order here. We're kind of doing this, um, you know, just based on how DraftKings has it lined up. Uh, who do you have for the NFC North? This is a bit of a surprise for most people, but I'm going to pick the Detroit Lions at plus 550. They are plus, yep, they are the the uh, they, know, the, the biggest dog in the, the biggest division. Dog in the division. Yep, I mean, my reason behind it is... Listen, they played pretty well last year until Stafford got hurt. He is coming off a back injury, but I just think they improved on defense. Their offense got better. It got healthy. I think that's the thing. Marvin Jones had actually a nutty season when you look at his stats last year. I think he led the league in touchdown receptions. I think he had one game where he had four. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, the the Lions last year they were you know I was joking around with a buddy of ours we had uh you know last year on Thanksgiving we played David Blau yeah you know when you have David Blau starting for the Lions on Thanksgiving that's not the recipe <laughs> for a successful season and uh, they obviously struggled last year Stafford you know there were some questions about him uh, he does have weapons 
So it's more about his health. I'm just banking on him being healthy. And even if you don't like that pick, they're over under six and a half. So I think they're easily a seven win team. Yes. And uh, so I, the Lions, you know, they're one of those kind of contrarian picks. Obviously, you know, you have the Vikings at plus 160, the Packers at plus 180, and the Bears at plus 380. I personally like the Packers. I think that they're the way that they played. I hated the way that they played last year because it was basically just. You know, uh, just don't lose the game. They were, yeah. they weren't. To me, they weren't playing they to were win. The worst they were just thirteen playing. and three team I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and I think they actually had a negative point, uh, which actually no, they, there's no way that they yeah, had a negative point. But they had the lowest point differential for a winning for a team with thirteen wins in the history of the NFL. So, you know, take that for what it is. But. Yeah, I just didn't like their draft. I thought they had the worst draft, drafting a quarterback in the first round. When this is a 13-win team, how are you not going for the Super Bowl? You made the conference championship game last year, and clearly it's proven that uh, the way to beat Green Bay is run against them, which I actually think Detroit can do pretty well with their their, uh, running back. They drafted Swift. They signed AP. Who might be a sneaky play to steal some touchdowns? Yeah, uh, I think that to go off what you said with the running uh, as the way to beat the Packers, I actually I think that the Packers could have the best secondary in the NFC, uh, comparable to potential. I mean, you talk about the 49ers who have you know maybe the best overall defense, but the 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 Packers. I mean, they have Kevin King and Jair Alexander, who's come on as one of the top corners in the game and then you have adrian amos and darnell savage who uh are you know they're a great safety tandem back there so you're not going to beat the packers by throwing the ball so you look at the vikings who can run the football if dalvin cook is healthy and uh the lions who have done better at running the football lately and like you said drafted a running back which could be probably be by design i would imagine take some of the pressure off stafford and the Bears, I don't know where they fit into this, but you have Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky. Uh, when you're playing Mitch Trubisky as your starting quarterback and you still have faith in him, I would like to offer you a job at Cutco. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't... Uh, who's actually starting for the for the uh, Bears? It's Trubisky. It is? Okay. They have to commit to Trubisky until basically... Until his contract is over. Uh, no, I mean, no, you well, can go to Foles. It's just you have to keep riding Trubisky until you're forced to play Foles. Okay. Uh, yeah, I I don't see the Bears really making any noise. I, I mean, that. the Bears' defense is scary with Khalil Mack. Yeah. Uh, you know. I think me, they signed Robert Quinn too. Akeem yeah. Hicks comes back from injury. Yeah, they've got a they've got a good defense. To me, the defense isn't the question; it's the offense. You know, who is Tariq Cohen? Uh, I, I don't David think, Montgomery. I don't think David Montgomery is available week one. Allen Robinson is your number one wide receiver. Who, he's, a, he's a very good – he had a very good year last year despite the struggles <laughs> that Trubisky had. But, you know, you saw it. The Bears went from – what, they went 12 games the year before to missing the playoffs. And my question is – this is to your Green Bay Packers pick. Do you think Aaron Rodgers would tank the season because of spite? To well, try to get out of there because hey, who was I, it? Wouldn't surprise would, me. Jordan Love, you know. Yeah, I know that he was probably sitting at home, like 
Are you kidding me? Yeah. You drafted a quarterback in the first round when our second wide receiver is Alan Lazard. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure. It's still well, Alan Lazard. Yeah. So, you know, uh, uh, yeah, if I was uh, Aaron Rodgers, I'd be a little peeved. Maybe he uses that as motivation. Who knows? I don't or know. is it get me the fuck out of here? I would uh, probably go with your assessment because he's already had issues with Lafleur at uh, at head coach. So, uh, yeah, I could see that being. It's going to go one of two ways. They did win thirteen games last year, despite that. It's going to come down to uh, the defense and Aaron Rodgers. That's what I mean. That's how it always is for Green Bay. So, uh, let's move on to the AFC West, which uh, we kind of talked about already. The Chiefs, you know, are, are pretty much just going to run away with it. They're yeah, the, the Chiefs are minus 500. I don't know how you can pick against the Chiefs in this division. I mean, just to give you the other odds, the Chargers are plus 800. The Broncos are plus 1,100. And the Las Vegas Raiders are plus 1,200. But let's be honest. The, the Broncos just announced they probably lost Von Miller for, if not the whole season, a majority of the season with some weird uh, ankle tendon injury. The Chargers are playing Tyrod Taylor as their starting quarterback until the rookie takes over. So clearly they're not going for it this season. This is another just rebuild. And the Raiders, John Gruden just hates Derek Carr. So I think Derek Carr actually came on at the end of last year and looked pretty solid. Um, and that's why... Gruden has kind of stuck with him through this but because you he, got Mariota now as a backup, and I know Mike Mayock, their GM, loves Mariota. Yeah, it's it, he's going to have a short leash. You know, Derek Carr comes out and doesn't play well off the bat. I think you're going to see Mariota kind of be uh, implemented a little bit more, maybe as like a package quarterback, and then maybe you know just kind of take over. But uh, I don't see anybody in this division that's going to challenge the Chiefs. You brought up the Chargers and their quarterback situation. Derwin James is out for the year again, yes. which is, you know. Bradley Chubb uh, might not play week one for the Broncos. I feel bad for Derwin James. You know, it's two years in a row now that he's going to be out for the year. And that he hasn't even seen the field. Did he see the field last year? I don't think he did. I don't think he did, but if he did, it was only for. You know, a couple games, if yeah. that. And, you know, a lot of people were saying that he was, you know, going to be one of the best safeties this year because his rookie year was so good. And now it's like. It's two years in a row now. You know, it's now a you lot start of wondering. Yeah. Are you going to keep him around? Yeah. Because they're going to have to make a decision after this season. I don't know how you. I don't know how you can. Uh, unless you're just saying, all right, you know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, we'll eat the money. But I find it hard to believe in a salary cap league like this that you're going to pay a guy. Especially since he's a first-round pick, so that's some good money. Yeah, so... That fifth-year uh, option. I, I don't remember when he was picked, but... He was a top-ten pick. He was? Yeah. So it's going to be the top-ten safety salaries in the NFL. Yeah, which is... will get the average of that. Which is a lot of money. I mean, and that's going to... You know, depending on what happens with Jamal, I mean, it's only yeah. going to go up. You know, well, between every now and contract the end of only goes up for every position. Yeah, so I, it, I find it hard to hard to see a scenario where they're going to be able to do that uh, based off of just one year of play. Everybody knows what his potential is, but who, you know, at this point, who who, re who really does know? So uh, let's move to the NFC West. 
Uh, the NFC West, I went kind of a, a different route here. Excuse me. <coughs> um, I actually went with the Cardinals. I don't know why I did this, but I'm buying the hype. Uh, I, well, I, I know why. The I, I know why NFL's I hype it. team this year. I just don't know if I really trust myself. Uh, but the Cardinals on on DraftKings, they're plus seven hundred uh, to win the division. You have the 49ers at minus one hundred six. The Seahawks at plus two twenty. The Rams at plus five fifty, and the Cardinals at plus seven hundred. Uh, my reasons are. You know, obviously they brought in DeAndre Hopkins. They have a full year of Kenyon Drake, who at the end of the last year looked uh, looked great. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald can now be that prototypical slot wide receiver, even though he's you know old as whatever. Is he older than Frank Gore? He I might be. Don't, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. It's close. But you know, they their their offense with Kyler Murray, uh, they had something going last year. And I looked at their schedule from last year. They they were competitive. They were competitive. They went 5-10-1. Um, you know, the defense, too. They added Isaiah Simmons, who's going to be a, a prolific, you know, middle linebacker, safety hybrid. And then Drake Kirkpatrick they brought in as well. And then they have Chandler Jones rushing the passer. And he's, you know, perennial, you know, potentially defensive player of the year the last couple of years. Well, listen, I like everything you said. It's just there's always that team in the NFL where – Everyone buys all the hype. They make all these sexy moves. They bring in DeAndre Hopkins. But it's just every year, that team's always a year early, a year away. Would you feel better with my pick with the Cardinals if it was a normal year with training camp and all that? Most likely, yes. Because, I mean, Kyler Murray still is only going into sophomore season. That old line isn't great I know he's fast and he can get away from it but you still don't want him running around no because um, he's small yeah you don't want him taking hits obviously you know he's a Russell Wilson type uh, you know body type at least um, but yeah I mean I, personally I obviously I think it you know it's a pretty obvious question that if there was a training camp and and uh, you know no like preseason more, games I don't know if I'd and, take them still. Yeah, no, I, I this was this was my my lo- taking a shot. You know, I, I think the the 49ers are going to take a step back. Uh, you know, they did bring in D Ford. They lost to Forrest Buckner. So they, you know, they they made some changes. They lost Joe Staley who retired. Um, so they you know, they did lose some pieces. Uh, I think their wide receiving core still leaves uh, something to be desired, especially they, since they'll have no one week one. I, it sounds like. Yeah, they're 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 very you know their skill position players are not the greatest. They rely a lot on the defense, which is their defense is great. Nick Bosa, um, you know now D Ford lining up across from each other. I mean, other. they they're did gonna get cause a little exposed in the secondary against the Chiefs late. Yeah, um, so I I think they're gonna take a step back. The Seahawks, uh, this is going to be a division to me. The where Seahawks are my pick, by the way, at plus 220. I'm going to take the Seahawks. Yeah, why, why do you feel so good about them? Uh, his name is Russell Wilson. Yeah? Yeah, I, I don't love the team, to be honest with you. Their defense at cornerback is questionable, but uh, that linebacking core is nasty. They went hard after Clowney. They really did want to bring back Clowney again, but... yeah. 
Well, he made a difference for them uh, down the stretch. You know, whether it was the change of scenery or he was healthy. You got Bruce Irvin at linebacker. Their first round pick was a linebacker. Jamal Adams is basically another linebacker. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the Seahawks are always going to be there. They're always in the mix, whether it's for the wild card of the division. Uh, you know, I think the, I think the division winner in this in this one in the NFC West is going to be a ten win team. I don't think you're going to see the 49ers went thirteen and three last year. I don't think you're going to see that this year. No, I think all these teams beat up on each other. Yeah, and they all play each other tough. I mean, uh, I was looking even at the Cardinals of, yeah. played. Uh, didn't they beat the Seahawks one game? Yeah, or it was, I, I think it was like. Let me pull up their schedule because. Yeah, I, uh, I'm pretty sure they did. They beat the Seahawks one game, and it was a bit of a surprise for everyone. I did. I, I was surprised looking at their schedule. I mean, they played. Um, you know, they tied Week One against the line. They lost to the Ravens by six. Um, let's see here. They beat the Falcons. They beat the Giants. They lost to the 49ers by three. The Buccaneers by three. You know, so they, let's see, they did beat the Seahawks 27-13 in a game that actually mattered. It was week 16. Yeah, because that's what caused Seattle the uh, first round bye in the division. Yeah, so they're, they're going to be competitive. Uh, I'm curious to see how competitive, but, you know, if I'm, if I'm taking a long shot, it might as well be the Cardinals. You know, they're, they're plus 700, uh, uh, I'll, you know. I'll throw a couple bucks mm-hmm. down on them and, and hope that they just beat up on each other and somehow the Cardinals end up at the top um, and, and fulfill the, uh, the expectations that a lot of people seem to have. Um, let's jump to the last division here. Uh, why don't you uh, start it off? Let us know who you think the NFC South champion will be. I'm going to take the trying to true Saints at minus 125. They are the favorite, minus 125. I just think that institutional control, I mean, Sean Payton bought basically a block of hotel rooms that uh, any Saints player can stay in. Oh, yeah? Just in case someone in their family tests positive or people are coming in and out. Their issues are going to be, Kamara's unhappy, but it sounds like that contract is going to get done real soon. And can Drew Brees stay healthy and... uh, you know, this is basically one last rodeo for the Saints. This is it. They're all in this year. Yeah. Uh, Drew Brees, is, his contract is up, right, after this year? Is it? Or did he... Yeah, I think he has one more year, and okay. it's some insane amount. But I know they like Taysom Hill. They love they Taysom love Hill, Taysom and I hate Hill. it. But, uh, Trust me, I hate you know, that. That just, that just adds another element. Obviously, you know, you named all the, all the players that they have. Uh, their defense is solid. Uh, their home field advantage, which, you know, you brought up a good point with some of these spreads, which we'll get to in a, in a couple minutes here. But, uh, how do, you know, how is home field advantage going to work? Uh, is it uh, just going to be home field advantage you know, or will they not come into play until late in the season, maybe? Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know how they would go about this if, you know, a couple months from now, you know they're going to say, all right, well things are things are looking good. We can allow more fans in the state. You know I don't know how that's going to work. I don't. I no don't one s- knows. I don't see that happening really. But you know, is it going to be artificial noise? You know, in the in the major league baseball stadiums, they have artificial noise <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I think the Saints are tough to. I, I'm I'm on the Buccaneers. I think this is an interesting division. Uh, the Buccaneers are plus one fifty. 
I just look at you know for their for their skill position players. I just put wow, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know Brady, Godwin, Evans, Howard, OJ Howard. Although Rokowski. Evans just appeared on the injury report with a yeah. hamstring injury before he's even played a game. Yeah, so uh, you know we'll have to keep an eye on that. Um, but even even if he doesn't play, I mean, you know, Brady, Godwin, OJ Howard, Gronk, Ronald Jones, they signed Leonard Fournette. Uh, they've just got so many guys uh, that uh, could hurt you. The guy Worfs, who I really want the Giants yeah, to take. Uh, yeah, he was uh, he was kind of that that sexy tackle because he could jump out of a pool. Yeah, the guard uh, slash tackle <laughs> hybrid. So uh, defensively, they have Shaq Barrett, who just had a crazy year last year. I think he led the league in sacks. Uh, no, I think he lost it Chandler it. Jones. I think he had? lost to Chandler Jones the last week of the season. He had like 19 sacks or something like that. Um, you know, they re-signed JPP. They brought in Indomic and Sue. Um, so their D-line is looking like it's going to be solid. Uh, and you're going to need the D-line to get after the passer. Because that secondary is... It is, And they did lose Quan Alexander, the linebacker, who was, who was good. Um, so... Th- so it, I'm I'm going I'm looking at Brady and what he brings to the team. Uh, you had Jameis Winston throw 30 interceptions last year, so that's and the Buccaneers actually yes. had a chance to make the playoffs. So now you bring in Brady, who will control the ball. No, you know he's not going to make stupid decisions, and he's not the same quarterback, but he's going to bring consistency to the position where, and in a Bruce Arians offense. I think these guys are just gonna, they're just gonna feast on uh, opposing defenses. So, they're my pick at plus one fifty. If the Saints win, I would not be surprised if they win the division. Uh, so I have no problem with that pick. But uh, you know, for competition purposes, I'm gonna pick uh, the Buccaneers. All right. So uh, you wanna? So who do you have in your conference championship game? Let's go so conference uh, a- championship. AFC. Conference championship for the AFC, I like, you know, I'm, I, it's hard for me to go against the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to be there again. Uh, As until, do I. Until yes. Lamar Jackson They are plus 300 me. to win the conference. The Chiefs? Yes. Okay. So that's, I mean, that's a you, pretty... You wouldn't even bet that. You would just bet them <laughs> to win the games. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean... Lamar Jackson has not looked good in the two playoff appearances. He's 0-2 in the playoffs. He has not looked good. Uh, so I'm actually going to go with the, the Chiefs and the Bills. That's who I'm going to go with. I think the Bills are going to be able to, uh, with their defense, they're going to be able to be a lot more competitive in the against some of these teams with the, uh, the high-powered offenses. Um, but I have Casey and the Bills, Casey with home field advantage. As do I, so... You have the Bills as well? <laughs> I do, I pick okay. the Bills, and they are plus 1,200. Okay, that's... I think that that's, you know, you talk about a value pick, and you look at the other teams, I mean, can you can you give me a team outside of the Ravens that is better suited to go farther in the playoffs than the Bills? You have them to win the division, right? They, they're, they're probably going to have to play... Uh, Wild card weekend. I would assume so. I don't see right. them getting a buy. But if I'm the Bills, I'm like, hey, you know, I'll play wild card weekend and then you know go into Baltimore. To be honest, wild card weekend it doesn't really affect the NFL as much as it does in other sports. 
you're basically betting on the Bills to get that three. They need the three seed because I think the Chiefs are going to be the one seed. Yeah, you want the Ravens. You want the Bills to avoid each other. Obviously, this goes away Mm -hmm. if the Bills are the four seed and have to play the Chiefs. Uh, You know that that's not going to happen. But um, I think that that's a pretty realistic thing. Plus twelve hundred. I mean, you know, throw a couple shekels down on Mm -hmm. that and. and you you'll probably feel pretty good about it when the uh, when when the time comes. Uh, who do you got for the NFC? I have Seattle versus New Orleans. Okay, I'm gonna have to go a little different here. <laughs> uh, I still think the Saints are gonna make the you know the Saints are gonna make the playoffs whether it's the division or not. Um, and you bring up home field advantage whether it's gonna be a factor. Uh, if it was a normal year. You know, you'd be more likely to say, "All right, well, the Saints with their home field advantage, uh, which is pretty crazy, that they could do some do some damage." I really, this is a tough one for me, honestly. Um, you know, based on what what I see as far as the the route the routes to get to where they need to get to, I think Dallas, as much as it hurts <laughs> to say, I think Dallas will be there. Uh, because they're going to beat up on the NFC East, and I and I picture, <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, I picture them having uh, a first round bye. So that's what I see. the The other team, I do like Tampa Bay. I don't know if they have it in them to uh, to make that jump. Yeah, um, Tampa Bay kind of scares me a little bit because I don't know. I'm, Brady's age, eventually it has to come in two. It has to be a factor at some point. Yeah, I mean, and that's why I think having him surrounded with those weapons where it's it, he could do the dink and dunk, he could, you know, you got Fournette and Ronald Jones in the backfield. I think they've, that he's in the perfect position to be at his age right now. I think, I think that's, uh, that's pretty safe to say. Uh, that second team, it's it's tough. The NFC is always tough. The NFC is always tough. Uh, uh, you know, I have the Cardinals. You know, as a as a pick to win the division, they're not going to go to the NFC Championship game. Um, I do like the Saints, whether they make it in the the division winner or not. I like them. Um, so I'll go with the I'll go with your Saints pick, and I'll go with the Cowboys um, to be in the NFC Championship game. And then, uh, what do you got for Super Bowl matchup here? Super Bowl, I'm going to go with the Chiefs again. I think they're going to make it back. I just don't see I don't see Mahomes having that, you know, Super Bowl hangover. I don't he doesn't strike me as that type of person. Um so I'm going to go with the Chiefs and I'm going to go with the Saints cuz I can't pick the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> and if you wanted to bet that, that would be plus uh 2500 exact Super Bowl matchup. Okay. And then is I, that what you had or no? No, I went KC versus Seattle, which is okay. plus four thousand. Okay, so uh, that's <laughs> you know Seattle. Uh, I have a hard time picturing them, but I, would I be surprised <laughs> if Russell Wilson just carried them? No, I, I wouldn't be surprised because that's what he does every year. He's used to that by now, you know. So I, I think the the NFC is a crapshoot. Honestly, I think I think there could be any one of five teams that uh, you know. If I sat there on on 
the after the conference championships and 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 looked at the Super Bowl matchup, I could see five teams there for the NFC that I wouldn't really be surprised. Uh, where the the AFC is a little different. Um, you know, you could say, well, Tennessee made it to the conference uh, championship last year. That's true. I I think that they've kind of stayed the same. I think the Bills have gotten better. I think the Ravens are still there. The Chiefs obviously are still there. Um, so I would be surprised if Tennessee repeat, uh, you know, made it back there. But uh, the NFC's always they just beat the crap out of each <laughs> other, and uh, and you know whichever team is, he- is healthy at the end, you know they they usually make it out on top. But and who do you have winning? I'm gonna assume you're picking the Chiefs again. Yeah, I, it's you know I, I hate to be that guy that's just gonna go with the chalky pick all the way through, but I, I don't see. I, that, I don't that see is it. plus six hundred. You know, I, I don't see. I don't see how you could go wrong with putting some money on that if you just want to bet them to win the whole thing again and just not worry about it and just collect yeah. at the end of the season. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could say, well, they have a rookie running back. How he? How's he going to do? Apparently, everyone uh, it loves him. Because yeah, everybody. Yeah, he's going in every first round of. He's going every top draft. top six <laughs> picks. He's going top six picks, especially if you're not if if you're doing like a standard, you know, non PPR. He's going. You know, top five picks. You know, you, those running backs are flying off the board. So, I mean, and to be a little different, I'll just take the Seahawks at plus twenty two hundred to win the Super Bowl. Okay, I mean, you you're you seem very high on the Seahawks. So, uh, you know, that's uh, if you have a gut feeling about the Seahawks this season, then iron strengthens iron. Okay, that's uh, that's Just fair. Make it out that's of the fair. NFC West. Yeah, no, that's. I mean, that's pretty much what happened last year. Yeah, you know, you had the and uh, yeah, the Forty Nine ers went thirteen and three, but they 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 were battling. If Seattle was there the whole time, making them win games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the best thing that happened to the Forty Nine ers was having to play Green Bay in the championship game, because if they had to play, <laughs> I think the Seahawks played Green Bay the division in the divisional round, right? Didn't they go into Green Bay and Green Bay beat them? I think they did. It was like 25-23. Yes. Like it was some weird score. Um, the 49ers did not want to see Seattle in the championship game. When because it came down to, I think there were two field goal games or something. Yeah, it was. they play each other very well. Uh, so I could see that happening again this year. And, and honestly, you know, to your point about, uh, you know, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson versus Garoppolo, you're going to take Russell Wilson all day, every day, 10 times out of 10. And, uh, you know, the 49ers, you could argue that they're, they've actually, you know, they lose their left tackle. Uh, they had a pass rusher. They lose the force. But, you know, this, so they, they've pretty much, to me, they've stayed even, you know, uh, outside of another year with Garoppolo at quarterback uh, to learn the system and, and, you know, build off of what he did last year because he did do some good things. Um, so we kind of combined the uh, the over unders with the yeah, yeah division winners. division winners. So uh, we were going to do that separate, but we kind of combined it. So let's jump into some fantasy now with uh, uh, with our best plays. The way that I you know that I have it set up is I I did I did my best pick at what's going on with my throat today i guess i i am a little rusty with the uh speaking with the, with the speaking here and I, I don't usually speak for this long um but uh i did the, and and you can kind of piggyback off of this is uh the best quarterback you know or the best at each position 
based off of how DraftKings does it, they just don't have a kicker. And then um, the yeah, we'll make it a, a little a sleeper pick. Make a little competition, uh, I guess. We'll see uh, who outscores who for our quarterback yeah. picks. We'll keep track of the points. Uh, we'll put a little spreadsheet together, and we'll track the points, and we'll see who does better based off of, uh, you know, we'll do the two categories. We'll do the uh, the best and the sleeper pick. So we'll keep it separate because, obviously, the best picks are going to be your, your – most of the time they're going to be chalky. But um, – I'll go first here. For my best quarterback, I think, uh, you know, and this is based off the Sunday slate. This is not including the Thursday night or Monday night games. So Sunday slate, the best quarterback on Sunday will be Lamar Jackson. I think that's a that's a very chalky pick, but I don't know how you can not pick him. He averaged 28 fantasy points a game last year on DraftKings, and uh, they're playing Cleveland, who... <laughs> you know he's uh, he's gonna run for a hundred and throw for three hundred. I could see that happening. Uh, and you throw in J.K. Dobbins uh, at running back is gonna be a threat for that that RPO type style offense. And then Marquise Brown, I think he's gonna ha- he's gonna be one of those breakout wide receivers this year. So I have Lamar Jackson as my best quarterback on the Sunday slate. Who do you have? Uh, I'm going to take Russell Wilson. You're playing Atlanta, right? Playing Atlanta. Can you name me an Atlanta secondary? I Play. can't. I actually looked. I looked at it today because I wanted to be prepared, and I can't even remember that name. So I don't know if Trufant's even there anymore. Yeah, uh, and even if he is, I mean, <laughs> he's not good. Uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, the question is, does uh, Pete Carroll actually let him throw the ball? Yeah, that's the that's a he good doesn't, question. If you look at his stats from last year, he doesn't break 300 yards a lot but he'll have like four or five touchdowns in the game yeah you throw a rushing touchdown in there um and you're looking pretty good i mean you have tyler lockett dk metcalf uh those are two you know dk metcalf has the potential to be you know number one wide receiver and you already have tyler lockett running around he proved what he could do last year so uh that's a good pick that's a good pick obviously you know very chalky but yeah, they're the quarterback. I mean, top you're not, two yeah, you're price not getting, quarterbacks at yeah. DraftKings this week. For my sleeper, uh, we kind of bashed on mm-hmm. earlier. I actually have Philip Rivers as okay. my sleeper. Uh, I think, uh, and and this was a, a big reason was because of Jacksonville defense. And again, with their <laughs> you know their secondary and their, and their their defense right now, you know they lose Calais Campbell, uh, Jalen Ramsey was traded last year. They don't really have anybody. Uh, the only question is, again, you brought it up. Uh, are they just going to run? Are they just going to run the football? Um, I think that could help Rivers because it's going to uh, take a lot of pressure off him. Uh, I think that he's a. I think he's a solid sleeper pick uh, if you're looking to save money because he's very cheap right now. So who do you have? I love Joe Burrow. Okay, going with the, the rookie right off the bat. Yeah, week one. I think they're going to want to get him off to a hot start. And listen, AJ Green's actually healthy. Yes. week one. Yes. And they have some weapons on the outside. Are they Taj play- Boy? Are they're they- playing the Chargers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's- that Derwin James injury, you're going to have a new safety in there. I think with the sleeper picks, uh, at least for me, I look at, like, you know, a cheaper quarterback and who, who their opponent is. That's really my big thing is who's their opponent. Because, uh, you know, like, you know, the Chargers, secondary, not so great. Um, defense leaves a lot to be desired. Phillip Rivers, opponent Jacksonville, just nobody on defense. 
Um, so if you're looking for cheaper options, I like Philip Rivers. You like Joe Burrow, the rookie. How much is how much is Joe Burrow? Fifty eight hundred. Fifty eight hundred. So you can save is, some money. Uh, to be honest, probably pretty close to as low as you're going to get for a starting quarterback. Yeah. Is there anybody you see that's uh, we we have DraftKings up right now? We're looking through the salaries. I mean, you, you you Sam Darnold's like fifty five hundred. Jameis Winston is a backup, and he's fifty five hundred. Yeah, I think yeah, Tyrod Taylor and Baker Mayfield seem to be. No, don't worry, Mitchell Trubisky. Is how much? How much is Philip Rivers exactly? I think he was six, even. Okay, so pretty comparable in price. Uh, Joe Burrow, you're looking at, you know, like you said, AJ Green, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. He's actually has some weapons. Just can the offensive line give him time mm-hmm. to throw the ball? That's the big question. Uh, let's go to running back now. I'll let you start off this time. So, who's your best running back? I'm going to take Josh Jacobs okay. from the Raiders. I know you mentioned that you were big on him, uh, especially yes. week one against the Panthers they're playing. They were playing the Panthers, who were the 32nd-ranked rush defense last season, and they lost Luke Keekley yep. and haven't really improved much. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, you can't go wrong with Josh Jacobs. How much is he? 6,800. 6,800, okay. Uh, my top running back... Uh, I tried. I didn't want to go too, you know, chalky. Obviously, you have the big boys, McCaffrey. Who's I think he's ten thousand right off the bat. Yes, he's uh, starting off at ten thousand. Yeah, I actually went with uh, Austin Eckler. Um, at seven grand. Yeah, against Cincinnati's defense, I like the matchup. He had ninety-two catches last year. All right, ninety-two catches, and this was a big reason why I like him because I think he's he's going to have. He's going to have six or seven catches in this game. And for, for DraftKings PPR, I mean, you're talking about Tyrod Taylor, who is not even a starting quarterback, and they're not – are they playing the rookie? Uh, no, Tyrod Taylor is starting. Okay. So you have Tyrod Taylor, and even if, you know, God forbid, they throw the rookie in there, what is he? what do what rookies like to do? They like to check it down. And because uh, the game is just too fast, so I see Austin Eckler. Even if he doesn't get crazy yards on the ground, his receiving ability uh, will make up for that in my mind. And he had eight receiving touchdowns last year, which you know that's that's a good number for a wide receiver, let alone <laughs> a running back. So I like Austin Eckler. Uh, who do you got for your sleeper? Jonathan Taylor from the Indianapolis Colts. Okay, he's listed as RB two on the depth chart, but to be honest. Indy's probably going to blow out Jacksonville in this game, and they're going to be running the ball constantly. And it seems to be a split backfield. So Taylor's going to get plenty of carries. He's a bigger back, so he might even steal a couple touchdowns. Yeah, that's a that's a good pick. Uh, He's fifty seven hundred. That's that's going to be the the recipe for Indianapolis. Just run the football. Uh, didn't they even come out and say that they were going to split carries or something like that? That's what it seems like. It seems like probably like a 60-40 split to start, and then we'll see what happens. They're just going to ride the hot hand. So, you know, and like you said, if they're going to blow out, they're going to give the rookie some run. So uh, for my sleeper, I like Chris Thompson from Jacksonville. Kind of for the same reason I like Eckler. Uh, You know, the game flow for this game is going to be very much in Chris Thompson's favor. Uh, I think he's going to get some catches out of the backfield. I like... uh, you know, for you know Austin Eckler, I think he's like the fourth uh, most expensive running back. Yeah, he's up there. I think he's seven thousand. Um, so 
you know, for Chris Thompson, I think he's in the four thousand, you know, four to five thousand range. If you're trying to save money, uh, you get those you get those catches. You know, you get five five six catches out of the backfield in a game where you're just having to throw the ball nonstop. Um, I think that you know, for his price, I think you're, you're going to get a lot of value. Uh, let's go to wide receiver now. Uh, I'm going to go with the obvious pick here. I'm going to go with Michael Thomas. I think he's going to have a field day against Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, 140-something catches last year. Uh, you know, almost average 10 catches a game, which is just insane. 156 catches. He uh, broke okay. the record. So 156 catches, which is just under 10 <laughs> catches a game. Uh, there's no – I don't see anything that's – telling me that he's not going to have that type of game against Tampa Bay. He had a lot of games that were like 10 catches, you know, 80 yards or, you know, whatever it was. But 10 catches is 10 catches. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, throw a touchdown in there, you're looking at an easy 30-point game. Uh, that's that's what I see right off the bat from Michael Thomas. And then I'm going to go the stack route, and I'm going to take Tyler Lockett. Okay. Yeah, it's always good to uh, – throw a stack in there i think that uh that's a proven recipe for success i think that uh i forget what the percentage is but it was very high for yeah i think it's like 80 percent of stack lineups are in the money yes so yeah that's not a bad choice uh, and he's coming off a great season 95 catches uh over 1200 yards and nine touchdowns yeah yep he's uh like i said he definitely proved uh what he could do last year um, and Russell Wilson, I mean, with how Russell Wilson plays and runs around and, you know, broken plays and impromptu uh, plays and things like that, uh, that kind of plays to Lockett's little speedy, you know, running around, mm-hmm. you know, similar to Tyree Kill type of uh, type of game where broken plays are his friend. Um, for my sleeper pick, I did a little digging here, and uh, I, I actually like Cole Beasley as my Cole sleeper. Cole Beasley. Very cheap. Uh I was surprised. He actually had seven. He averaged over seven targets a game last year. Wow. And I know that they brought in Diggs, but I think that's actually going to help him because Diggs is going to be that outside guy opens up the middle of the field. And I think I think Beasley's going to get a lot of play, especially with, you know, C.J. Mosley's out. Uh, they don't have, you know, who's going to be covering Cole Beasley in the slot? They're gonna have either a, you know a backup safety or you know I don't even know they're gonna have it's gonna be a backup safety because they traded Jamal Adams so whoever they have to fill in for him they have a nickel corner I don't even know who that would be uh, so I, you know I I see Cole Beasley having a big game um, really starting off the season well with uh, Diggs coming in and kind of taking some of that attention off of the uh, the middle of the field so how how do you feel about that um I like it. I mean, I've played him a couple times last season. And he's a good slot receiver. It's just, and he's clearly a volume guy for Josh Allen, like a safety blanket. He likes him, you know, and that's that's what you want for for a cheapy uh, sleeper play. So, what do you got? I'm going to go to Sean Jackson. Okay, I didn't for the Eagles. I didn't see that coming. Yes, he's 4,900. <laughs> very cheap for a wide receiver. He seems to be healthy in training camp. And if you remember, uh, I think he played week one, and that was about it last season. And he had two bomb touchdowns. Okay. This is what you're looking for in a sleeper, a boomer bust play where you want him to go off for like 40 points. Yeah. 
and that's how you win these nutty tournaments. You just want to you want to get Deshaun Jackson before he has a chance to get hurt. Like, and that's week one. <laughs> yeah, so get get that one play out of the way, or you know, two big plays out of the way, where he's got you know four catches for a hundred yards <laughs> and a touchdown, and you know, you get the bonus. Yeah, his last uh, season stats were nine catches, one hundred fifty nine yards, two touchdowns in week one. Uh, or he played. Technically, he played three weeks. He came back for. Oh. So those are his total <laughs> stats. Yeah, against Washington. No, listen. This is why I'm taking him. In week one last year against the Redskins, he put up 38.4 oh, well, points. It. So I, I take back my the one that I owe you because you okay, just called. Yes. There you go. So now we're even. Yes. Go ahead. He had <laughs> eight catches for 154 yards and two touchdowns. Eight catches for 154 yards and two touchdowns. So yeah. the rest of the season? He had one catch. Okay, so yeah, he was hurt the rest of the season. Except right. so, <laughs> yeah, just take him week one and hope that he repeats as uh, you know that that uh, sleeper in week one because I don't think anybody expected that. No. So that's uh, yeah, that's I didn't see that coming. I'll say that that's that's a deep sleeper, a very deep sleeper. Um, let's move to tight end here. Tight end uh, was a little contra- contrarian for me. Um, my my best pick of the week. I have Hayden Hurst uh, for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Austin Hooper's gone. Matt Ryan likes tight end. Uh, he likes throwing to the tight end. And Seattle was second worst against that position last year. I know it's last year, but you look at the the uh, changes that they've made. They did bring in Jamal Adams, who's probably going to be lined up over the tight end, but. I think Jamal Adams leaves a little bit to be desired in pass coverage. He's a great in-the-box, run-stopper, safety. Um, I still think Hayden Hurst, for his for his price, is going to get a lot of volume, and that's what you want for, I think he's 30, was he 3,700? Hayden uh, Hurst? Hayden Hurst is 4,300. 43, so he's, you know, a little bit more expensive than I would like, but I think he's still going to get that that volume um so so i'm going with him uh who do you have for your best tight end i'm gonna go tj hawkinson it's a good pick from detroit he's 4200 right around the same price range um the bears are just they seem to struggle against tight ends i think they were ranked 28th against the tight end last year in fantasy points given up so they struggle against the tight end, and they don't throw to their own tight ends. That is correct. <laughs> um, so they just they just don't like that position at all. Um, yeah, TJ Hawkinson. I think he's he's a, a potential he, breakout candidate. Yeah, I think he's he's one of those tight ends that he's just very athletic, and uh, I think Stafford is going to look to him a lot. So I like that pick. My sleeper is actually going to be OJ Howard. Uh, I know, you know, with Gronk coming over, I, you know, everybody's everybody's starstruck by Gronk. Um, you know, they have come out and said that he's going to be more of a part-time guy. He's going to be a situational player. Uh, and when he is on the field, you know, you're looking at, you know, Godwin, especially if Mike Evans is out week one. That, yes, that makes that, me, that, that does, that changes things for me. Um, I would expect the Bucks to run a lot more two tight end sets because that seems to be the formation Brady likes a lot. Yeah, and now you have two tight ends that are legitimate pass-catching options. 
uh, with Gronk and, and OJ Howard. And I think with Gronk on the field, he's going to get a lot of the attention, which is going to leave Howard one-on-one. Uh, you know, I guess you can kind of, with Gronk, you know, with the safety over the top and the, and the linebacker, you can kind of bracket him a little bit, not too much on the inside part of the field. But OJ Howard is going to have a lot of one-on-one, you know, either safety or linebacker. If he's on a linebacker, he's going to win that that battle. So I like him. He's going to be cheap. Um, I don't know what his exact price is. You uh, you're you're spitting him off. So you see, OJ Howard, Howard is thirty seven hundred. Okay, so thirty seven hundred. Um, I like him as a sleeper pick. Uh, kind of contrarian. Probably going to be low owned because Gronk is going to take over. Um, well, Madden has Gronk rated a ninety something. I know. I saw that. I saw that. Speaking of, did you see they brought they brought Kaepernick back as a free agent? They yeah. put him in the game as a free agent, and he's and he's higher rated than uh, half of the starting quarterbacks in the league. Oh, okay. They gave him an eighty-one rating. Well, you remember when they had Daniel Jones as a sixty-three or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right after, yeah, right. The, basically, the initial rosters that came out, he was a sixty-three. So. I don't, I don't. I don't care what EA Sports rankings are. Yeah, well, let's improve Madden first, and then we'll worry about <laughs> yeah. the rankings. I, I honestly, I think part of the reason why they did it was to it's publicity. get in yeah. publicity, and and because their rating was historically bad this year. Oh, their metric score yeah. on uh, game meta, reviews meta, was a Metacritic. Yeah, Metacritic uh, user score was like point four out of ten, <laughs> which is because they didn't change the game. Yeah, and so you know they deserve it. Uh, I have not. I haven't played. I haven't, the, I haven't played it. Um, so I, I can't say from experience. But uh, I a point four rating is very telling. I don't really need <laughs> to play the game to say. Well, it, you know, they're full of it. These users. No, point four rating is a point four rating, and it's out of ten. It's not out of one. <laughs> so that's that's awful. Um, so let's finish up here. Um, you have your my your sleeper. sleeper. I'm going to take Jack Doyle from the Colts. Eric Ebron's gone. Trey Burton is going to be missed a few weeks. So it's Jack Doyle's team. Phil Phil Rivers loves his tight ends. So Even if Trey Burton wasn't going to miss a few weeks, (laughs) I would still be okay with you picking Jack Doyle as a sleeper because... Trey Burton did nothing as a starting tight end for the Bears. And, yeah, that's part of, you know, the head coach and the, the offensive scheme, not getting him involved enough, I guess you could say. But uh, Jack Doyle is always a solid pick. Even with Ebron there, he had some solid games. And against uh, against that defense, you know, give him a touchdown and a few catches and he's going to pay off. Yeah, nothing crazy. You just want a touchdown out and of he's a deep sleeper. He's a red zone guy. You know, and, and Philip Rivers likes his tight ends in the red zone. Uh, so so that's a, that's a solid pick. Um, let's go finish up with defense here. We're not going to do kickers. Uh, so who do you got for your top defensive play of the week? I think you have to go. Not the Colts. I'm going to go, uh, I guess, Bills. Bills against the Jets. I have the Bills as well. Uh, arguably best defense in AFC. Jets, they have no... We already went over most of these points. Jets have no O-line still. Uh, We talked about their skill position players, Jamison Crowder, Brashad Perryman, and 
Chris Hogan. Are you telling me that <laughs> Tredavious White isn't going to be able to just take away half the field? Like that's just throw away half the field. <laughs> Darnold's not going to, you know, is he going to be seeing ghosts? I, I don't know. This The Bills' defenses should should have a field day against this this O-line and this, you know, hodgepodge of uh, skill players. So I agree. Uh, who do you have for your sleeper? Um, I think mine might surprise you, but uh, let, let's hear yours. I'm going to go 49ers. Okay. They're a little higher price than I like to pick for a sleeper, but just I feel like defense is going to come out faster than offenses. They're playing the Cardinals, right? They're playing the Cardinals. Okay. So you're, you're thinking I'm banking that on sacks. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a little bit for the Cardinals offense to mesh. Is that what you're... Yeah, uh, that's my okay. rationale behind it. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, how much are how much are the Bills? Are they the top? Yeah, they are the top dog, 3,700. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, at this point in this... Uh, week one, I think you really can't go wrong picking, you know, one of the... T- spending a little bit of money on defense because some of these teams, I mean, you haven't had... Like you said, I think there's no preseason, so yeah, you, let's be honest. It's just guessing. Yeah, you don't know how these teams are really gelled. You have new players. I mean, the Jets brought in Bashad Perryman. How well does he grasp the offense? He's never been, you know, he he's been at best a third wide receiver. You know, he had a great season last year, but that was the Jets' like big off season, you know, offensive acquisition, and that's not really saying much. And then you bring in Chris Hogan, who. You know what? What is he? Uh, what, lacrosse player. Yeah. What is he going to bring? He is. He's a lacrosse uh, you know, player. He was solid with the Patriots. He had some good years, but you know that that was with Tom Brady. Um, my sleeper defense is actually Miami. I'm going with okay. Miami against the Patriots. Not a bad pick. Uh, how much are they? Two thousand. Two thousand. So they're the cheapest you can get. That's you know what uh, <laughs> makes me like them even more. Save a bunch of money. Uh, you know, New England, they brought in Byron Jones, the Shaq Lawson from the Bills, Xavier Howard's the other corner. Um, so your corners are solid. Uh, they brought in Kyle Van Noy, who I know they paid a bunch of money and people were critical of them, but he's a solid player. I mean, and Flores does know. Actually, this might be the first time he doesn't know the Patriots offense because Cam Newton is going to change it up. Well, let's talk about the Patriots offense because we talked about the skill position players. Cam Newton is still Cam Newton. Like <laughs> he had the MVP season and he really has not been good since. And he's hurt. I think that if Miami comes out ready to go, Cam Newton, you know, we've seen it where he just kind of like gets into this funk and he can't get out of his own way. So I like Miami, especially with the 2000 price tag. I think that they're going to uh, to be okay against uh, against this team. I know you're not really you don't really know what to expect, but I th- I think that they're going to be okay. Brian Flores, like you said, former former uh, Patriots coach, uh, they got to feel pretty good going into Week One. So those are our top plays and our sleepers at each. You know, major position. DraftKings does not have a kicker, so we're not going to uh, talk about kickers. Like you said, playing a kicker and uh, potentially... If a kicker cost you know, me a million dollars, let's say I would kill myself. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I couldn't have said it better myself. So that's uh, you know that's why we're we're sticking uh, we're staying away from kickers. So those are our picks for the fantasy portion of this podcast. Let's finish up with our top five picks of the week with the spread. Do you have them ready to go? Uh, why don't you start it off? I'm pulling it up right now. Okay. So, we again, we are going off of DraftKings. We have the game lines uh, pulled up here. They are uh, pretty big this week. The point spreads are pretty big. Let's go with uh, the first game that I'm going to go with for... My five. I mean, this is this is something we talked about. It's a little different than last year. We're not picking all all games every week. All right, we're picking our basically our top four, and then we're going to go head to head with kind of the game of the week, whichever one we deem is going to be the most popular. Um, so I'm going to go right off the bat. I'm going to stick with the Bills. I'm loving the Bills. I'm going to go with Bills minus six and a half against the uh, the New York Jets. Yeah, I like that pick. I mean, we already talked about the teams already. Not much to say. Yes. I think six and a half is definitely a fair number. Uh, if the Jets keep it that close, I'll actually be kind of impressed. <laughs> I'm going to take Seattle minus one and a half. You're just riding that Seattle train. That's. Uh, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. As honestly. do I. I think it's going to be a high-scoring high scoring affair. Uh, you know, Basically, one and a half is... You just need them to win the game. One and a half in a typical environment, I mean, that's saying that the uh, the away team, usually the home team gets three points. So you're actually saying that the Seattle Seahawks are the better team, uh, especially when they're favorited on the road. You're looking at, you know, if the if Seattle was the home team, you'd look at them at like a minus four favorite right now. <laughs> so, so I like that. But um, let's go. I'm going to stay in the AFC East. And I'm just I'm gonna go right back to the Dolphins. I'm gonna oh. go Dolphins plus six and a half against the Patriots. If the Patriots do win, I don't think that they're gonna do anything crazy in this one. I don't think that they have the horses. And I think the Dolphins are gonna you know the Dolphins made some good offseason moves. Uh I think this is gonna be a closer game. The Dolphins beat the Patriots last year. So and you could argue the Dolphins got better and the Patriots got worse. So let's let's go with the Dolphins plus six and a half. What do you got? I'm going to take the Las Vegas Raiders, minus three and a half. I think they're opening up their stadium. No, they're not. That's next week. They're opening up their stadium. Yeah, they're on the road. You always worry about those West Coast teams coming to the East Coast for a one o'clock game. It's week one. Yeah. It shouldn't affect anyone. These guys should be ready to play. And I'm just looking at Josh Jacobs to run all over them. Yeah. Panthers struggled last year against the run. We talked about that. Uh, new quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. So he's going to... Does that scare you? It doesn't no, scare me. <laughs> no, it doesn't scare me. I think, uh, you know, McCaff- you always have to worry about McCaffrey just going nuts, but... Um, that is the one concern you have with this game, but... Yeah, I... You got to think they got to... Yeah. This is a tanking season for them. You would think maybe limit him a little bit more. He doesn't need 500 touches or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure he wouldn't mind. I mean... He probably wants the ball whenever, but he probably would be okay with, hey, let me, you know, not get not get destroyed all the time. Or He's actually pretty good with not taking the big hit. Yeah, he's pretty good about that. Um, let's make this our head-to-head game. 
because I think I know which way you're gonna go. Are you are you leaning the Saints yeah, against I'm the Buccaneers? The Saints. Okay, so yeah. I kind of I kind of figured that would be the case. I'm gonna go Bucks. So this will be our head to head. Right now, the spread is minus three is three and a half for the Saints. Um, you know, could I I could see the Saints winning, but I think this is gonna be a field goal game either way. So that will be our head to head game. I th- I believe that's actually the game of the week. Yeah, the uh, to start off. So that the so late that, Sunday night uh, afternoon game. Yeah, so that works out uh, for uh, for the for this purpose of uh, the head to head being a big time game. Um, Sunday afternoon, uh, Bucks Saints. All right. For my fourth game, I am going, and we got two more here. For my fourth game, I'm going to go the Giants plus five and a half. <laughs> I'm doing this because this. Monday is my birthday and I feel like they're going to give me a nice gift. <laughs> that's, that's that's how I feel. You got to put some real money big, down on it. Big 3-0, Giants plus five and a half. I'm not even going to pick them to win the game. Just <laughs> give me just give me a close game on my birthday, please. What do you got? I'm going to go the Colts minus eight and a half against the Jaguars because the Jaguars just look so bad. Yeah, on my, paper that I can't. I know it's a big spread early, but I just can't pass that up. Where are they here? Are they minus eight and a half? I think it changed actually. It's minus eight. eight. Okay, minus, minus so eight. So that's a little bit better for you. Uh, the live line right now is minus eight. If you were to bet it right this second, uh, it is. It's the second biggest spread, uh, tied for the second biggest. Uh, I don't have a problem with it because, like you said, the Jaguars. I think are uh, like their defense has become no name. Yeah, you just don't want to see Philip Rivers. You know, I just need him to control the, the team. Ball. You know, up up ten or whatever, and then you know, he a late turnover. They give up a field goal, and then they just run out the clock to win the game. He has a flashback to Los Angeles, and he's just going to throw a pick to blow the game. Yeah, uh, that's the only thing that would worry me. That's you know, the the Colts are set up to where if they get a lead, they're just gonna they're just gonna pound the ball. So uh, you know, that's a, that's a good pick. My last pick here for number five. I'm going to go to the Thursday night game. I think the Chiefs are just going to blow the doors off the Texans. Uh, it's the biggest spread of the week on Thursday. Uh, this is tomorrow's game. Minus nine for the Chiefs. Biggest spread. Let me get them after uh, the drubbing that was the <laughs> champion. Or the uh, Was it the championship game? No, it was a division game. Oh, yes. It was division the divisional game. round. Yes. I'm going to take the last game of the week. The Tennessee Titans minus two and a half against the Denver Broncos. Okay, I like that pick. I mean, no Von Miller. Potentially no Bradley Chubb. So that's half the D-line's gone. And what do the Titans want to do? Run the ball? Yep. This would, <laughs> this would be the game where uh, you'd say, all right, the Titans, they lost Jack Conklin in the offseason. You'd be worrying. Uh, you know, <laughs> let's put Von Miller over there or Bradley Chubb over there. But you might not have either of them. So now you can't really take advantage of that new face. And, uh, yeah, I, I like that. I know it's in Denver, which... But the way the Titans play, I think that they're, you know... Yeah, I'm not afraid of it. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be concerned with the, the environment. That might be the there. only real home field advantage this season is mile high. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I like the pick. So let's let's recap real quick. All right, so... You run off yours. 
I'm going to take Seattle minus one and a half, the Raiders minus three and a half, the Saints minus three and a half, the Colts minus eight, and the Titans minus two and a half. And Max, you're going to take the Bills minus six and a half, the Dolphins plus six and a half, the Bucks plus three and a half, the Giants on your birthday plus five and a half, and the Chiefs minus nine. Just give me, give me, mm-hmm. give me a three-point loss, okay? <laughs> three-point loss. Um, I'm not asking for much, but uh, the head-to-head in this this little five-game, uh, five five slate pick of ours is uh, the Saints and Bucks. You're on the Saints. I'm on the Bucks. So that's going to be how we decide if all things are equal. You know, uh, that's going to be our tiebreaker, and uh, we'll go with that. So those are. Uh, you know some of the changes that we're that we're that we're doing. Um, you just saw one of them here. You saw the fantasy. Uh, that's kind of how things are going to go. Obviously, we're going to throw some. Uh, this was a big uh, football starts tomorrow. We're not going to talk about anything else right now. <laughs> I know we did in the beginning with the you know with what's going on in the world and some of the, the way that the other sports are responding. But we're not getting into crazy stuff right now with the other sports. Uh, we're just going to focus. You know, this was all about football. Uh, and going forward, we do want to have more guests and we're going to do more creative uh, segments, uh, which we kind of got into a little bit uh, towards the end uh, six months ago. So that's how we're going to do it. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. Let us know what you think. Um, you want to throw out our, our uh, Instagram yeah. and Twitter and all that real quick? Yeah, but they're both at uh, squaring up the sharp. So the, so the, it, let's... Uh, Oh, no, no. So, so Twitter is at Square the Sharp. Because we couldn't fit that yeah. many characters. Yeah. It's a pain in the ass. Uh, Twitter at Square the Sharp, and Instagram is... Squaring up the Sharp. Squaring up the Sharp. Okay, so... And you can find us on uh, on uh, iTunes. Search for Squaring up the Sharp. Uh, you'll see us on there. Leave uh, leave a rating, a like, or a, a comment, whatever whatever you want to put on there to, to improve our show. And if you want to contact us, it's... At uh, squaring up the sharp at gmail.com. Yep. So you can send us an email if you want to, if you want to go that route. But, uh, you know, Instagram and Twitter are the ways of the world right now. So uh, <laughs> let us know what you think. We're going to we're gonna be more active on social media. That's what we're going to do. And uh, Even though it's the bane of our society. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, with how things are right now, this is really, you know, the way to go about it. So uh, we just opened up, uh, we just created an Instagram, which we didn't have before. So you'll see us on there. Uh, make sure to... You know, like we said, leave us a comment, leave us a like or or a dislike, whatever, whatever you want. And, uh, you know, we'd be happy to hear from you. So that's our show for today. Any uh, closing closing words? You're no, good to just go. Glad to be back. Glad to be back. That's that's a good way to end it right there. So happy to be here. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Here's, Here's to squaring up the sharp. sharp.